This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you have joined us a little later in the show. We're going to talk about Brexit and the turmoil across the Atlantic over the way that Britain may leave the European Union. Uh, It's a turmoil that I think is somewhat reflective of some of the things that we are seeing go on in our country in Washington right now with our leader, Donald Trump. So uh, you're going to want to stay tuned to that conversation. It'll get started at about half past the hour. But first, just a year into his interim presidency at Michigan State University, former Governor John Engler is out. Engler offered a resignation last night, saying he would quit next week, and he staved off a likely firing by the Board of Trustees. The board this morning accepted his resignation, but then told him he is done today and not a week from now. Engler's tenure was marked by really brusque and inappropriate commentary about the victims of the Larry Nasser sexual abuse scandal. And the apparent last straw came this week when he said the survivors were enjoying the spotlight. What's next for MSU? What effect did John Engler's leadership have on the university in the middle of this scandal? And what will it take to put all of that back together? That's where we begin the conversation today. And joining us to talk about all of these happenings is Shana Roth. She is a state capital correspondent for the Michigan Public Radio Network. Shana, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, Stephen. Hey. Uh, So you just literally ran from (laughs) the meeting of the Board of Trustees this morning back to the studio to join us on the show. Uh, Give us a sense of what it was like to be in that room. What was the dynamic like as the trustees talked about this uh, and then chose a new leader, at least for a short period of time until they can choose a permanent one? It was definitely a different mood than the last few uh, Board of Trustees meetings that I've been to. Uh, You know, there were not uh, protest signs outside that I saw, although I got there about an hour early. Um, You know, but there weren't shouting uh, from the audience, from upset survivors and students. Instead, there was applause when the board announced that uh, they would accept Engler's resignation, but they would accept it effective immediately and not give him the week that he wanted. They also applauded when they named Satish Upta as the new uh, interim president. So, I mean, the mood, everything just felt lighter. And when I spoke with uh, survivor Kaylee Lorenz afterwards, you know, she said she's just, she feels like the last two years have been such a struggle and she's just really excited about the direction of the school. And at one point, I think it was uh, trustee Brian Masalam said, you know, this is a new day Mm. and we are starting over essentially. And you really got that feeling among the board members too, that we're going to work together on this. We're going to listen. And I think everybody is kind of coming from that place of we're starting over. Wow. Uh, in his letter, Engler suggests he's being forced out because of partisan politics, as the Board of Trustees now has a Democratic majority. Uh, is this about politics? It depends on who you ask. Um, I do believe that this is a very clear indication that elections have consequences. And in this case, they had consequences for uh, John Engler because you did have not only Democrats coming in, but women coming in. And the appointment from Governor Rick Snyder was a woman. And it wasn't just that they were Democrats or that they were women, though, but these were outsiders coming in. They didn't have those sort of allegiances. I think one person um, I believe it was Survivor Morgan McCall said, you know, there was this sort of old old school uh, boys club dynamic on the board. 
that's gone now because there's so many new people on the board and there's so many people who are really saying we want to listen to survivors, we want to include students, and we really want to change this dynamic. So, I mean, in a way, it's political in that it's kind of the result of an election. But if you ask different board members, they're going to tell you that this is not a partisan issue. It was, I mean, it was a unanimous vote to accept his resignation today. Mm. Um, So they will tell you that this is just a matter of this was the final straw as we know, and I'm sure a lot of listeners are familiar, Engler has gone through the ringer quite a few times with different statements that he has made. Um, So really, yes, in a way, it's political on some sort of level, but for the most part, if you talk to the members of the board, it's not. It's just, this is the final straw. We're starting over. Hmm. Uh, Let's talk about Satish Udpa, who is the person who was chosen by the Board of Trustees to replace John Engler as interim president. They still say that they hope to have a new permanent president in place by June. But who is Satish Udpa? Um, you know, I honestly don't know a whole lot about him. <laughs> like many people this morning, yeah. I was scrambling, who is this man? <laughs> um, but what we do know is that he is a um, sort of an, an inside hire, if you are an inside appointment, if you will. He's Michigan State University's executive vice president for administration. Uh, he's a former dean of the College of Engineering. And he is somebody that... I have heard sort of when I spoke to Kaylee Lorenz, because I asked her, like, why are you excited about this guy? Hmm. And she said, she's like, look, I don't know him. I haven't met him. But when I asked earlier before the meeting started, is that Satish? Is that who's going to be taking over? The person next to me said, yes, and he's great. And he is warm and he's welcoming. And she's like, that's all I needed to hear. And really, that's kind of what the survivors and what the students are looking for. They really just want a person of empathy who is going to listen to them. And it seems like the Board of Trustees has really carefully found that person. They say that they have found that person. And what was also interesting is that uh, before the meeting ended, the uh, faculty liaison spoke. And the faculty liaison said, thank you to the board for consulting us before making this new interim appointment. We all remember that when yeah. John Engler was they had appointed, a very there was reaction. Yes, there wasn't that faculty input. There wasn't that student input, and that was part of the problem. So it really seems like they are learning their lessons from the past. And so the faculty essentially signed off on him. Students have signed off on him, and a part of that is we want to be heard. Hmm. This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Shana Roth, the state capital correspondent for the Michigan Public Radio Network. We're talking about the news out of East Lansing today. Uh, The Board of Trustees met, accepted John Engler's resignation as interim president, but said, uh, don't wait till next week to go. Why don't you just go now? Uh, The board also picked a replacement for John Angler, Satish Udpa, who is an administrator at Michigan State, will sit in the chair at least until June when they hope to hire a permanent president. Uh, If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Tell us what you think of this latest turn of the Larry Nasser story from Michigan State. Tell us what you think about John Angler's tenure as interim president there in East Lansing. He did broker a settlement with the victims 
of the Larry Nassar scandal, but he also said lots of things, insensitive things about those victims, uh, including something last week that seems to have been the last straw. Again, uh, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, let's start with Chuck in Franklin. Chuck, welcome to Detroit Today. Chuck, are you there? Yes. Can you hear hey, me, Chuck. Stephen? Yeah, I can. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, uh, at, at the top of the show, uh, of course, you um, uh, characterized Engler as saying that the victims um, had been enjoying the spotlight. And um, that's a mischaracterization. You, you may know that. I'll bet Shana knows it. Um, Engler was talking about some of the victims and distinguishing them particularly from an issue that he had to deal with, which was several classes of victims, victims who had sued and were part of the big settlement, uh, other victims who were not part of that settlement. And so this is um, a continuation of... Uh, a very hostile media's um, long-running attacks on Angler. And, you know, in the broad range, I really do think that you and others have mistaken uh, Angler's, um, Angler's own motivations and angers in this. Uh, I, I think Angler really, 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 truly cares about Michigan State University and the victims. I think that Angler's perceived enemies are the trial lawyers. And the number that I've never seen come up in coverage of this is the, uh, the number that $165 million of the settlement may be going to the MSU plaintiff lawyers. Hmm. Uh, Chuck, I appreciate the call and the comments. Uh, I, I feel like uh, I, I obviously disagree with you about the characterization of what John Engler said, uh, I'm just sort of thumbing through on Google here, the headlines about uh, this story. They all say the same thing. I don't, I don't know that it matters much that he was talking about some victims and not others, uh, especially when you put it into the context of the other things that he has said during, uh, during this, the, this tenure. I mean, this is somebody who has over and over again uh, said people were in this for money. He wouldn't look the victims in the eye when they would come to the board meetings and talk about this. I mean, I think his posture, his entire posture during this has been uh, inappropriate. And and I think uh, th- there's no question that, that that has had an effect on the, the, the process of trying to get a settlement with the victims and, of course, on the victims themselves. Uh, a kind of re-victimizing, I think, of them is an accurate way to describe John Engler's demeanor here. But, uh, but, I, but I do appreciate uh, the call and, and the different perspective. Shana Roth, do you want to address any of what, uh, what Chuck is talking about here? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I, I hear what he's saying, and, and I will point out that in his resignation letter, uh, Engler said, it was a position I did not seek, but accepted in order to assist the university that I love. And I do think that if you talk to Engler, he will tell you that he believed his role was to broker this settlement and to move the university forward and to move on. And I don't think that what he realized is that this is not an issue where you can just we do A, we do B, we do C, and then we're done. 
This was something that really required uh, a delicate hand, that really required sitting down and, and really meeting with victims and really talking to students and talking to a lot of people. And what I've been hearing over and over about Angler is that he wasn't speaking with survivors and that, um, you know, people were frustrated when he was gaveling down survivors who were trying to speak during meetings because their three minutes were up. It was kind of that strict adherence to uh, to rules and to just sort of this outline that he had of how to move the university forward that I think is really what got, what, what got the frustrations and the anger and the animosity about him uh, sort of to that boiling point. Yeah, yeah. Again, Chuck, I really appreciate the call and the comments, even though we might uh, disagree about uh, what is happening in East Lansing. Let's move on to Chris in the University District. Chris, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, Stephen. Thanks for having me on. Sure. I just want to say that I'm so thrilled that uh, Angler has moved on. This is the last saving grace of MSU uh, to be able to, to to move on from him as the interim president. Honestly, he's been a complete disgrace to MSU. I'm a former MSU grad. My wife is an MSU grad. Um, we have lots of friends who no longer live in the state that because of this whole scandal and the way that it's been handled by Angler as a result, they no longer uh, are allegiant to MSU as, as an organization, which is really a shame because it's a great quality uh, university and you know one can get a really great quality value education from MSU uh, through being a student there. But you know the problem was you know not only, in, you know, obviously, you know, it's not Engler's fault the way that they were, that MSU handled the cover-up of the Nasser scandal. But what, you know, the organization needed was an interim president who would be able to um, be very humble and respectful of uh, the victims of the situation and to make all public opportunity to um, show that the, the organization, the university, had reconciled the, its role and responsibility and had made every accommodation to victims. And his demeanor uh, was completely off-putting, and he had several examples of, of failing to represent that sentiment uh, publicly. And um, mm. the only thing that's a, more of a shame than this is that, you know, he, that he was you know, put in this position to begin with or that you know, the board did not dismiss him this summer when they had the opportunity. But yeah. uh, moving forward, I am very pleased that this is the way that the organization has decided to go, and we're looking forward to a brighter future, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I appreciate the call uh, and the comments. One question I've had, Shana Roth, for a while is why John Engler did not do as he – initially said, which was to come in and broker a settlement around this this tragedy and then get out of the way. Uh, I, I think there, there isn't much reason for him to be in that position now. You probably need an academic, somebody who has the respect of the faculty and the rest of the university community. I, I, I'm not sure why he didn't leave before this point. Well, a lot of what the what the board was saying, and I believe what Angler himself was saying, was that 
they were trying to find a new president, right? And Engler said, you know, look, as soon as we find somebody, I am out of here. And I think he said that the sooner the better <laughs> at one point. I think he was ready to leave. And the concern among members of the board and Engler was that they weren't going to be able to find a quality candidate if the school was in some sort of upheaval or turmoil. And the idea was that if we keep Engler on as the interim president, we keep that level of consistency that maybe we'll be able to get a, a good candidate and it won't feel like they are coming into some sort of chaotic, chaotic situation where we just have a brand new interim president who's trying to learn all of these new things uh, to sort of help out. You know, it's kind of like a, this is the historical person who would be the, in the best position to guide a new president. And they were concerned that if we have a new interim president, then the new actual president would have a harder time uh, sort of getting situated. Obviously, today board members said, look, he was essentially all along sort of one more misstep away from getting the boot. So, you know, they kind of have been playing that that weighing game of do we, you know, put him aside, you know, do we does he do we have him step down now and try and get an interim person in while we're doing this process, or do we try and maintain at least that level of consistency? And this is what we ended up with today. Okay, Shana Roth. State Capital Correspondent, Michigan Public Radio Network. Thanks very much for running over from the meeting <laughs> to join us here on Detroit Today. Anything for you, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we want to continue the conversation now uh, and talk about a little bit of a different context for this. Matt Friedman is the founding partner of Tanner Friedman PR firm and has thought and written a lot about crisis PR. Uh, this is a textbook example, I think, of textbook uh, or crisis PR unfolding in East Lansing. Matt, welcome to Detroit Today. Stephen, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about this and the different perspective, I hope. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's start with uh, the board's handling of this situation. Uh, did they do the right thing here? Uh, they absolutely did the right thing. Uh, you know, Typically, in a crisis situation involving any kind of organization with a governance board, the people brought in to manage the crisis work for the board. And in this case, the board in 2018 never really took responsibility for the crisis. They were hoping that John Engler would solve it. And here we are a year later, and MSU is still in crisis. When I'm working with clients in crisis, the question I ask every morning when I wake up are, are we closer to the end than we are to the beginning? And my goal is to help them get to the end. And here we are a year later in MSU. Are they still closer to the end than they are to the beginning? I don't know. It feels like they're still in the middle of this thing. And that can be directly attributed to John Engler. So, so would you have gone back a year ago and made a different decision? Would you have counseled a different decision if the, if the board were your clients? My advice to the board would have been put somebody in place whose sole objective will be to get you out of this crisis, not just legally, but in every respect. And that would take a real strong tone set from the top of, number one, empathy and respect for the victims. And number two is real action communicated well to show to not just the state but also the country that MSU is serious about not just cleaning up its act when it came to safety of students, but even better than that, how do you become a national leader 
and it never seemed like there was really any objective here other than settling some lawsuits and making some policy changes. Hmm. Uh, do, do you feel like uh, the, the decision that they made today to go with someone like Satish Udpa is more akin to what they should have been thinking about in, in the first instance? Probably. I think they were looking for high profile first. If I remember correctly, they were really interested in one of their alumni who were former governors of Michigan. Hmm. It was either going to be Blanchard or Angler. Or Angler, right. And you know, it has to be looked at differently. It's about, a lot of this is about personality. Personality goes a long way. One of the things that I think it's important to remember, and I know this from working with higher ed clients for more than 20 years, hires take a long time on university campuses. Hmm. Even hiring a professor takes a search committee. So it's going to take a long time for a quote-unquote permanent president to be hired. The job of interim president was going to be very important here, and they, the board acted very impulsively last year, and they're paying the price for that now. Uh, again, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. I'm talking with Matt Friedman, founding partner of Tanner Friedman PR firm. He's thought a lot and written a lot about Crisis PR. We're talking about crisis PR as it unfolds around the Michigan State University Board of Trustees. Uh, John Engler is out as interim president. They have a new interim president. But what else do they need to do to get back to a period of normalcy after this scandal? I mean, it still seems to absolutely be dogging the university. Uh, Let's uh, go to the phones here. Uh, Matt in Detroit, you're up next. Are you there? Uh, hi, Stephen. Yep, go ahead. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I'm just calling in uh, MSU alumni. Um, very, very proud of uh, the university's decision to, to dump John Engler, who's been tone deaf on this entire situation. I, I just wanted to call to address uh, a comment uh, made by another um, listener uh, who wanted to place blame on trial lawyers for this. Um, my, my father, uh, Dean Robb, uh, was one of the founding members of Trial Lawyers for Public Justice mm-hmm. and they have worked for decades to try to provide representation to people who don't have a voice in the courtroom. And at this time, if we didn't have people standing behind the victims, then how on earth could we have reached this moment? And I, I think it's important to, to actually credit trial lawyers uh, who have been on the forefront of social justice for a very long time. Hmm. Uh, I really appreciate that perspective, Matt, and I appreciate the the call. Uh, Matt Friedman, it was odd, uh, I thought, uh, to, to think of shifting the blame in, in, in any way here. Uh, John Engler tried to do the same thing in his letter of resignation to point out that Democrats were, were to blame. Uh, going forward, though, talk about, uh, I've got about a minute left, talk about how the university sort of retreats from that culture of finger-pointing and gets to a place of healing. One of the things that this university has not fully understood, at least in their public face, is that lawsuits were inevitable. And politics is really inevitable, too. I think there are a couple of members of that board who may have been elected by voters specifically to remove John Engler. Got to move past it. Got to look at the future. Have to have respect for the victims at all times and respect for your customer. And that's the students. And the primary responsibility of a university is to keep their students safe. And that message has to be imperative and paramount anytime anybody speaks publicly on behalf of the university, especially the president. 
Okay, Matt Friedman, founding partner of Tanner Friedman PR. Really great to have you here to talk about this on Detroit Today. Anytime. Thank you. Up next, we're going to talk about Brexit, the shutdown, and all the political dysfunction we share with the United Kingdom. Also, remember that if you have to miss any of today's show, you don't have to miss out on the conversation. Go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Download and subscribe to Detroit Today. Take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.